listen here, dude, this is the Hulkster, and I'm on the PCGCCK1 show. Don't tread on America. Let's do this, bro. nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Town Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Don Q. It is August 10th, 2023. Here we go. How's it going out there today? All right, let's do a little radio voice. All right, guys, I know it's Thursday. I know I missed y'all yesterday, but for some reason, I don't know if it's this God-blessed heat, but I was dog-ass tired yesterday. I worked a very long day, for me anyway, and uh, I I just could not stay awake. So I apologize, but I'm here today. I had all of this wrote down when I had everything together I was just like I just don't have the energy to come on here and be like fire so with that being said guys please make sure you're following the show whatever podcast app you're listening to this on make sure you follow the show subscribe whatever it is there it doesn't cost you anything it's free so please just do that that way if I do miss a Wednesday and I come in on a Thursday I might even do another show tomorrow just to kind of get back on track um, you know, if you just follow the show, you'll get the you'll get the uh, update. It'll show up on whatever podcast app. It'll be like, hey, new show. Here we go. Listen to this. And you know, because it's free, what I need you guys to do, if if you guys would please be so inclined to go visit the DTOM store, the link is at the bottom of whatever podcast you're listening to this on, or podcast app, I should say. Uh, it just says DTOM store. Click the link. Takes you right to the website. I put a new T-shirt up the other day, this past weekend. Uh, check that out amongst the other things that are there and uh, just help 
fund the show. I don't want to charge for the show. I don't I don't know that I'm that good <laughs> that I need to charge or I, that I can get away with charging. Um, and then share the show because I, I do believe that we are being shadow banned big time. And that's mainly because, I mean, in all honesty, I think the biggest reason we're being shadow banned is just because of the label, the the logo. That, that, that automatically gets you shadow banned. So with you guys sharing the show with your friends, wherever, wherever they live, we're, we're heard all around the world, okay? So no matter where you live in this, in this great world of ours, this, whether you're in the United States, overseas, South America, Europe, Russia, wherever you're at, share it with your friends. Let's keep growing momentum. Don't forget, in about two weeks this coming Saturday, two weeks from this coming Saturday, I will be on Charlie Robinson's uh, internet show. And uh, once I have more information as far as the links and whatnot, I will put them out on the Facebook page if you want to follow us on social media. We are Don't Tread on Miracle on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter X machine, we are uh, DTOM underscore 1775. If you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at don'ttreadamerica.com. I'll put all the information as I get it up there. So you can listen to the live show if you if you are so inclined. If not, it will be on his podcast and then subsequently on my podcast. So, anyway, I think I covered everything, right? All right, so today I've got something to do cuz in my day yesterday with it being so hot and I, and I'm not saying this because I live in Florida it's so hot from, from what I understand it's hot everywhere not just in this country everywhere okay and it made me want to do some research of why is it so hot I'm, is it climate change is it global warming is it the cow farts I don't know <laughs> and uh it led me to you know just it it's just so right very much so Nelly right you know old song little throwback from Nelly you guys can sing along if you are so inclined here we go Nelly Come on, man. That makes you just want to get up and dance. Nelly. But seriously, it is freaking hot outside. So I start doing information. I start looking up stuff. I'm like, okay, where can we go with all of this? Why Why is it so hot in her, right? So I came across this. So have you heard of Project Woodpecker? And it's... No, 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 not that woodpecker. <laughs> a little goofy jokes here on the on the uh, D-Tom show here today. No, but in all seriousness. Okay, so Project Woodpecker. Okay, now this pertains to something that I had, and now I don't know where it's at. The government came and got it. No. So, this... Where'd it go? <laughs> 
Here it is. Okay, so uh, the Project Woodpecker, <laughs> Project Woodpecker, pertains to an electron cyclotron uh, resonance heating method, which is designed to alter the Earth's magnetic field. Okay, so now what does that mean? What does it all mean, Basil? In order to modify the weather, create or trigger earthquakes, volcanoes, spread viruses, and create the phenomenon known as electromagnetic pulse, and to modify behavior control among the populace. Bam! Show's over. I nailed it all. Here we go. Project Woodpecker. Okay? Now, what have we been talking about? What have you probably seen other people or even on TikTok or Twitter or whatever? We've talked about EMP attacks, cyber attacks, right? And we said it's going to it's going to be something they're going to do something to disrupt and there's going to be an emergency and there's going to be this and you need to get prepared, you need to buy thousands of dollars worth of emergency food, right? You know, you've heard it on plenty of other podcasts. I don't sit there and say go out and get uh my patriot or whatever the different brands are. I say go to your grocery store buy some canned foods because you know, you never know. Don't go crazy and buy thousands of dollars worth of stuff that you can't eat, you know, MREs, uh, nonetheless. But this is something to modify the weather, okay? And look how, how night and day the weather is. Now, for those of you that live in the state of Florida, okay, it's, it's always warm. You know, in, even in the, in the summertime, it's, it's hot, right? But we really, I mean, where I'm at in central Florida, we really haven't had that rain like we normally get. Okay, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Okay, it's 3 o'clock. It's raining, right? And it's hit or miss. It's not like it normally is, okay? Um, but I'm not just saying this is a Florida thing. This isn't don't turn on Florida, right? Um, but around the world, even, the heat and, and the 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 non-rain. And then on the flip side, you have a lot of rain. You have flooding in China. You have, <laughs> there's there's no balance, I guess is a good word, to the weather patterns around the world. Um, trigger earthquakes, volcanoes. So you've been hearing about earthquakes, volcanoes. There's uh, f- wildfires in um, Hawaii for all places, you know. And I don't know if those are sparked by volcanoes or if it's just from the heat. You saw the, the uh, wildfires up in Canada, of all places. Um, but not only that, it's not only like it's uh, we're, we're controlling the weather, per se. It's <laughs> to help spread viruses. I, was was uh, COVID a part of that? Now, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the, the mainstream media, but now there's a new variant out, and there's also another disease, Disease X. That in England they're already preparing a vaccine for. What the fuck is going on? It's like the, COVID opened the doors for these people to act crazy, and here we go. You know, now this Project Woodpecker and and other things I'm going to get into. This isn't new. This isn't something they decided to start. You know, last year. Um, it's part of, and you've probably heard of this of the harp. So harp H A A R P, and uh. That is the high-frequency active auroral research program. Um, the transmitter site is located in Alaska, northeast of the town of uh, Gakona. is believed to be the large is I'm sorry is believed to be large enough to cover most of the northern hem- hemisphere. 
<clears throat> excuse me, uh, operated by the Department of the Navy and the Air Force and the University of Alaska. Um, go fighting Huskies, right? Uh, <laughs> it's always it uh, is also believed to be the only one of a number of such sites known as ionospheric research instruments that are scattered around the world. Many of them are here in the U.S., which are capable of connecting with a much smaller GWEN, which is a ground wave emergency network, which comprises remotely controlled transmitters, sites that have been built all over the U.S. in a grid pattern with their antennas spaced about every 200 miles or so. So when I was reading this, it made me wonder. Now, I'm not saying that all cell towers are this, because obviously, depending on where you live, there you have a cell tower every one mile, <laughs> right? Um, but could it be a situation where they put these antennas up throughout the country and they're disguised as a cell tower and you wouldn't think nothing about it because there are cell towers everywhere. If you, depending on where you live, what state, what city and, and whatnot, there's cell towers all over the place. Now, if you live out in the country somewhere, maybe not so much, but if you live in an area that's somewhat populated, I'm not even talking like a major metropolitan city. I'm not talking like Tampa, Orlando, New York, L.A., you know. I'm just talking your average town. I don't even say town, but a town to a small city, okay? You have these cell towers all over the place. So who's to say that if these antennas are spaced about every 200 miles, so I don't know the exact length of Florida from border to the Keys, but let's say it's, I'm just going to guess, let's say it's 600 miles, okay? Now, there's no reason why they couldn't have one in the northern part of Florida, one in the central part of Florida, and one in the southern part of Florida. And if you're familiar with Florida at all, most of those particular areas, if you're dead center north Florida, not very populated. If you're dead center central Florida, somewhat populated, but can be put where it's not so populated. Because the funny thing about central Florida, the, the area between Tampa, if you want to say Tampa, St. Pete to Orlando or even to the beaches, uh, you know, like Daytona or Cocoa, whatever, it's very populated in parts of that area but then like south of that or north of that not so much so if, if you live in the area you understand what i'm talking about but and then south florida if you're not in miami if you're not on the on the east coast where like miami dade you know fort lauderdale all that it's there's swamp you know it's just uh, okeechobee it's the it's the uh, not green swamp it's the uh Everglades and all that, you know, so it's relatively unpopulated. So for there to be a random tower, no one would think anything about it. It's a cell tower. I'm not saying that's the case, but could it not be? Okay. So the interesting thing about this is Nikola Tesla conducted the original research for the electron uh, cyclone re resonance heating method. So you're talking almost 200 years ago, okay? It is asserted that Tesla's work has later expanded upon by not only Soviet scientists, but also U.S. scientists, such as Bernard Eastland. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, scientists associated with the Atlantic Rich Oil Company, or ARCO, 
according to tradition, was controlled by the members of the Council of the Foreign Relations. Hmm. Who controls them, right? With Eastland as the frontman, with subsequent series or transfers of uh, patent rights, the U.S. and... And this is what's interesting about this. Now, when I, when I read this next part, think about what I'm saying and the time I'm saying it. Okay? The U.S. and the Soviet Union first began secret... Secret. Secret. Fucking A, Don, can you talk? Secret cooperation on world weather engineering in about 1971. Okay. U.S., Soviet Union, mortal enemies at this point in time. You're talking early 70s, right? <laughs> Late 60s, early 70s. Uh, we've hated these people for a solid 20-something years at this point. Just had, didn't just, but kind of off of the Cuban Missile Crisis situation. But yet, here we are working with them, secret co- <laughs> secret cooperation on a world weather engineering project why i thought we hated these people i thought i thought they were trying to kill us and we're trying to kill them and 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 just to segue off of this for a second it almost kind of wants to make you wonder about the whole um cuban missile crisis was that just a bullshit false flag event because it, <laughs> Maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid. I mean, that's very possible. But correct me if I'm wrong. If you hate somebody, now forget about U.S. and Soviet. Forget about that. I'm just talking about you as a person. If you physically cannot stand somebody, are you going to cooperate with them down the road and do a secret project? Probably not unless your whole goal of quote-unquote hating that person is to get into that secret cooperation that no one would ever suspect you guys being together. We have to make a public spectacle of our hatred for one another. And in this case, U.S. Soviet. We we hate each other. You know I hate you. You know I, <laughs> We know you hate us. And everyone else knows it too. But hey, let's work together and control the weather around the world. Wink, wink. Right? That wasn't Biden. That was, that was just me. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I had to... Uh, Stop the show there for a second. I don't know if you guys heard that crash, but hmm, weird. <laughs> Nothing better than talking about government situations that uh, <laughs> that when you hear these random noises, it's like, okay, is someone trying to come in the front door? What are we doing here? Am I getting locked and loaded? I have no idea. I'm not. I'm trying to get this show done. I'm not going outside. Check what it was. Whatever. Anyway, so. What better way than to convince the world that we're not doing anything than to show that we hate each other so much, okay? Which goes to just what happened the other day, okay? We had Russia and and uh, China had some ships floating around up there in Alaska, and we hate them. We hate both of them. But they're in the neighborhood of where all this shit is. Just saying. Sony on July 4th, 17, or 1976, right? The Soviets began generating powerful electromagnetic, electromagnetic transmissions that were dubbed the Russian Woodpecker by Western ham radio operators. 
on June 18, 1977, about a little, almost a year later, the U.S. government officially became covert partners with the Soviets in these operations by sending them sophisticated scientific material and equipment to further research and development. The code name given to U.S. operations was Project Woodpecker. The Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, located in Livermore, California, was one of the main research centers uh, for the U.S. development of the project. Covert funding for the project was funneled through the hmm, CIA and the NSA. The Na uh, Department of Defense and NASA have, of course, been cooperating with the project since the beginning stages. On January 10th of 1985, there was an official... F uh, there was officially filed of record patent number uh, 4,686,605 entered a method of apparatus for altering a region in the Earth's atmosphere, lunosphere, and or magnetosphere. The patent was approved on August 11th in 1987. The patent explains and describes the electron cyc <laughs> cyclotron Resonance heating method that is presently being convertly and cooperatively used by two superpowers to bring um, <clears throat> to bring about their covert new world order, which is a one world government. Once a unite, <laughs> once a unique <laughs> resonant uh, frequency is identified in the Earth's mantle uh, in a particular spot, elf wave ra uh, radio waves can be used to artificially trigger earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, um, and to equate a high and low pressure weather cells that, that disrupt and or steer the jet streams. They are capable of creating a phenomenon known as earth damaging or an electromagnetic, electromagnetic pulse. So, what, is, what, is, what does that mean? So, for roughly 50 years okay we have been in cahoots with the russians over these projects see when you talk about shit like this you have to drink whiskey anyway we've sent them technology they've shared information we're both doing this and i would imagine that We've spread out. These antennas are all around the world, which means they're probably in China, in Asia, India. I know that's all Asia, but you know what I'm saying. Probably throughout Africa, throughout Europe. We know they're throughout America and Russia. Probably, I would assume, South America. you got to control the weather. you got to control it everywhere. And then what would be the point? What would be the point to all of this? Well... If, if this was a new world order or a one world government situation, okay, we know their goal is depopulation, okay, so you could easily kill people with weather events, whether it's earthquakes or volcanoes or floods or whatever, right? I mean, you're not going to kill mass numbers of people, but that's, that. I shouldn't say that's fine. But it, it doesn't make it obvious. If there's a flood and 50 people die, then you don't think much about it being a sinister plot to kill 50 people. It's just a flood or an earthquake or whatever the case may be. 
So if you think about it in recent years, in the last 10 years, how the weather has changed. Now, if I'm having this conversation with AOC or Joe Biden or someone like that, they're going to tell me it's climate change. It's it's uh, global warming. It's cow farts. It's uh, too much carbon, right? They're going to give you all this bullshit. And I'm not even... I'm not going to dismiss or I'm not going to propagate chemtrails. I'm not saying they don't exist. I, I don't know. Okay. But, and the reason, I, reason I'm kind of wavering on the chemtrail situation is this. You not only, when it comes to something like this, Project Woodpecker and Harp and all that stuff, you can, you can quote unquote secretly do that and you can tag team up with your mortal enemy if if it's not about good versus evil they're all evil and they're coming after you right so um with the chemtrails it's it's a little bit different because now you have to involve commercial airliners okay and the reason i and i i don't want to just say they don't i'm not saying they don't exist i'm just saying it's a little hard to wrap my head around because much like when we had our talk about the moon landing, you're talking however many people were involved in that whole situation that if it was a cover-up and it was fake, all those people would have to go along with it. And then my argument with Chris was, not that we argued, but you know what I'm saying, my, my alternate disposition with Chris was it was all compartmentalized. It wasn't 100,000 people working on a project. It was this group, this group, this group, this group, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't everybody in a room working together. It was broke up. So the right hand didn't essentially know what the left hand was doing. Okay. So you would have to get all your airlines around the world, not just in this country, but around the world to be a part of this. Okay. Now, I'm not saying they're not because we can sit there and say, well, uh, the CEO of uh, whatever airline here and whatever airline there, they're Freemasons and they're this and they're that. And it's possible. I, I can get on board a lot quicker with Project Woodpecker and the heart because it's documented fact. <laughs> right? If I start looking up chemtrails, it's going to lead me down a conspiracy rabbit hole. Which also means it's probably true. So, but... So, Tesla's Teleforce, okay, Nikola Tesla was one of one of the truly great inventors of, well, I don't want to say of our time, but of all time. I would, I would put him up there equally with Edison and anyone else that's come along since or before. I mean, in all honesty. Um, but he tells, he, I mean, he's, he's dead. You know, so this was back in um, tw- uh, 1940. Okay, so he had celebrated his 84th birthday. He tells a writer that he stands ready to divulge to the U.S. government the secret of his teleforce, with which he said airplane motors would be melted at a distance of 250 miles, so that the invisible Chinese wall or defense would be built around the country. So. It's, it's like a force field, essentially. His teleforce, he said, is based on an entirely new principle of physics that no one has ever dreamed of, different from principle of his inventions relating to transmission of electric, electrical power from a distance. Uh, 
for which he has received a number of basic patents. The new type of force, Mr. Tesla said, would operate through a beam 100 millionths of a square centimeter and could be generated from a special plant that would cost more than $2 million and would take about three months to construct. And to me, that's interesting. Now, this was back in 1940 when he said this. He already held the patents. He already had the design. It was nothing more than being needing to be built. My question is, had it been built or has it been built? The part about transmission of electrical power from a distance, that's your free energy that Tesla supposedly, and I'm not dismissing it, but invented, which powered, uh, I think it was Chicago's World Fair, and where they illuminated all these lights. And this was before electricity was readily available. And there was a contest between him and Edison. He won the, he won the contest, him and Westinghouse. And the, uh, if you look back in time to this, to this point, and you see all these lights being illuminated, but yet there was no power lines. There was no, you know, how was it being done? Well, supposedly he invented a way to capture electricity from thin air, essentially, to be able to power this stuff. Subsequently, and I always wonder about this, and I'm not, I'm not an electrical engineer by any stretch of the imagination, but with the exception of, of certain areas of, and I'm going to base this on this country. I'm not going to base it around the world. So in, in this country, you, I, I, I get the concept of like hydroelectricity, like dams and stuff like that. So the water flows, it turns a turbine, creates electricity. I get it. What about in parts of the country? I guess that's where your natural gas or your nuclear or whatever comes into kind of basically the same concept, but instead of water, it's a it's a gas of some sort that turns a turbine. But what about this? And then you know, and then to get off electricity for a second here, go back to this teleforce. You know, this 1940. So this is around the time of World War um, Two. So if, if this is something that he could could actually do, and um, we've never had a war, we've never been attacked. Let me find some wood. We've never been attacked in this country from a foreign army. Yeah, 9-11, if you want to believe the story that we're told. Uh, Oklahoma City, I get that. But... These were instances where, for, you know, allegedly <laughs> foreign attackers used American uh, infrastructure, right? If we're going to believe the story that we're told, it's a, it's a, it was foreign entities, yeah, but they used American airplanes. So it wasn't like they flew a, a, a fighter jet from Saudi Arabia to take out the Twin Towers. You understand what I'm saying? So... If what if this does exist, and what if everyone knows its exist its existence except for like us, other than me speculating about it and starting a a wormhole for you, and that's why we've never been attacked because they know they can't. You know, you watch movies, you hear about these situations. Well, if they come within so many 
100 miles of the of the coast we're going to launch whatever what if it's not we're going to launch whatever we're just going to push this button here we're going to melt their faces off i don't know i guess my point being is this this guy had this idea there was no star wars there was no star trek there was none of these science fiction movies right he had patents for it and this was 80 some years ago okay who's to say this shit doesn't exist um but let's bounce back to the weather thing okay so let's talk about harp so um harp was is known as the high uh, frequency active rural research program this uh the experiment involves an ionospheric heater words are hard for me <laughs> a device designed to zap the skies hundreds of kilometers above the earth with high frequency radio waves uh why irritated the charged particles in the ionosphere which uh energized by natural process make up a lovely uh famous phenomenon known as the northern lights so essentially what this does is as far as man has been around we've always known there's always been rain there's always been hot there's always been cold this is a way to control that and accelerate it or make it more widespread. Um, I think the thing that bugs me the most about all of this is, like, I was reading a story about Vietnam. And supposedly, uh, I don't recall the year off the top of my head, but they, the American government was accused of cloud seeding. Okay, and caused it to rain for like 40-something days. 40 days and 40 nights. It was almost like Noah's Ark type thing. And uh, and it was in a way to stop the Viet Cong from being able to move stuff, you know, move uh, stuff around people and, and uh, supplies and whatnot. And <laughs> it always bugs me to think about this. If, if that's true, and I'm not saying it's not true because I believe that's uh, something that can be done. Um why don't they do that more frequently and, and not in a sinister manner i mean okay like right now florida it's hot as fuck and other parts of the country it's hot as fuck it's not raining how's that affecting crops i mean granted in florida right now it's not necessarily growing season per se but in other parts of the country it is of some sort you're growing something and um you know we're getting to the point where it's going to be drought conditions when if if they wanted to, I would imagine they could flip a switch and make it rain, essentially. But they choose not to. It's almost like they're doing this on purpose, on under the guise of either suffering or see we told you global warming, right? So, <clears throat> according to the U.S. Navy and Air Force co-sponsors of the project to observe the complex nature natural variations of Alaska's ionosphere and i don't think it really necessarily has anything to do with alaska per se it's alaska's got a lot of land uh, let me back up alaska's got a lot of uninhabitable land and it's not land that you're just going to stumble across like texas is big california is big and there's parts of texas there's large parts of texas that's that no one that's uninha i don't want to say it's uninhabitable but it's not habitated as much as like dallas in certain areas right but it's still 
located in a place where you could stumble upon it. Okay, in Alaska, you're probably not going to stumble upon it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? As well, admit uh, the Pentagon to develop new forms of communications and, uh, and surveillance technologies to enable the military to send signals to nuclear submarines and appear deep underground. Ever since the existence of HARP became public, a number of independent researchers have warned the operation has a secret agenda, including weather modification, mind control, high-tech military experiments, triggering of earthquakes. HARP transmissions may also be used for the detection and monitoring of EMPs, I'm sorry, electromagnetic or plasma phenomenon, precursors of seismic activity and tectonic movement. So essentially, they're insinuating that this could create earthquakes. And like when I was growing up, when I was in school, I always recall whenever they talked about earthquakes. Oh, these are your main areas of earthquakes, wherever uh, tectonic plates and da 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 da. But now you're seeing earthquakes in like random places. You know, like, okay, California, I get. Okay, you got the San Andreas Fault, you got the. But technically, and, 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 and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not a seismologist or <laughs> whatever, but, you know, a mountain range, right, is when two plates of land collide and rise up, right? I mean, I think that's right. So, like in America, you have the Rocky Mountains, which span not so much. I'm not even just talking about north to south Rocky Mountains, like from Alaska down to you know Mexico. I'm not even saying that. I'm talking like the width from like California into you know into the Midwest. Yeah, maybe not the Rocky Mountains per se, but that range. Whereas like the the uh, Appalachians, right? The Smoky Mountains run from I think Alabama, you know, like you don't think of Alabama having mountains and and they're not huge mountains, but nonetheless, and run all the way up into Canada, you know. So why don't we see earthquakes <laughs> in more of these places? But then you see them in random spots in the center of, of America. You see them in parts of Mexico and there's no mountain ranges. It might be on a plateau. It might just be flatlands. So that always made me wonder, is it is it a situation like this? I don't know. Um, uh, where are we at here? So an as anti-HARP activism claims, HARP is the most dangerous project that the U.S. government has undertaken so far. Hidden by the innocent name of HARP is the ultimate death ray. When HARP shot up, it can move clouds. When aimed in the ground, it can cause earthquakes and tsunamis. According to Jerry Smith, an anti-HARP activist, uh, says that the U.S. military is the desire to harness the weather and use it as a weapon. Smith, in his book Harp, the ultimate weapon of the of the conspiracy, warns that many uh, atmospheric scientists working on secretive military project may be unaware of Harp's grave potential to wreak havoc across the Earth. He writes, "If Harp is a TMT, which is a Tesla magnifying transmitter." and these researchers correctly understand Tesla's work, we could be in a lot of trouble. It is quite possible that the scientists working on HARP do not know what they are playing with. Beyond their ignorance might be compounded if HARP is indeed a secretive black ops military operation. The military has devised, has, has devised 
a way to keep secrets called compartment, compartment, blah, 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 compartmental, shit, I can't even say the fucking word now, compartmentalization, Jesus Christ, compartmentalized, how's that sound, <laughs> where each unit knows only what is need uh, is on a needs-to-know basis, only uh, the control group knows what's going on, so just like what I just said. Uh, you you can't have a broad scope of people working on it. You you might need a broad scope, but you can't have them all knowing. So you compartmentalize them. Say you're over here, you're over here, you're over here, you're over here, you're over here. And this is your job, your job, your job, your job. When all those people do their job, then shit hits the fan, right? If um, if there's a control group familiar with the TMT's direct directing of actions of scientists unschooled in Tesla's technology, those lower level operatives could be directed to wreak havoc. With created weather or manufactured earthquakes. The key technology behind HARP is the brainchild of a scientist called Bernard uh, Eastland. Judging from the APTI patent, Tesla was a major inspiration for uh, Eastland's ionosphere, ionospheric heater. See, when I'm trying to say these words, and I'm trying to speak fast, and I meld the words together, you get isonophonic here. Right? <laughs> A New York Times story dated December 8th, 1915, describes one of Tesla's ideas, which are remarkably similar to Eastland's. In 1966, Professor Gordon McDonald was associate director of the Institute of Geophysics and Planetary Physics in, uh, at the University of California in Los Angeles, that's UCLA. Uh, a member of the U.S. President's Science Advisory Committee and a later a member of the U.S. President's Council on uh, Environmental uh, quality. He published papers on the use of uh, environmental control technology for military purposes. McDonald made a revealing comment. The key of geophysical warfare is the identification of environmental instabilities to which the additional of a small amount of energy release vastly greater amounts of energy. World-renowned scientist McDonald developed ideas for using environment as a weapon system and he contributed to what was, at the time, only the wildest dreams of the purest. When he wrote his chapter, How to Wreck the Environment, for the book of Unless Peace Comes, he was not kidding around. In it, he describes the use of weather manipulation, climate modification, polar ice cap melting or destabilization, ozone depletion techniques, earthquake engineering, ocean wave control and brainwave manipulating use of planets energy fields now this is back in the 60s right back in the 60s i mean if you take the weather modification that stuff out of it polar ice cap melting ozone i mean you remember was that the 80s or late 80s early 90s right the ozone's got a hole in it right it's from the girls wearing the aquanet right it's from aerosol cans right I'm not saying that's true, but they got the thought from somewhere. He speculates these types of weapons could be developed and, when used, would be virtually undetectable by their victims. Is Harp one of these such weapons? In her book, Planet Earth, the latest weapon of war, renowned scientist and nuclear activist Dr. Rosalie Bertel says such electromagnetic weapons have the ability to transmit explosives and other effects such as earthquake in induction across inter uh, intercontinental distances 
to any select target site on the globe with force levels equivalent to a major nuclear explosion. Her book explains that pulsed uh, extremely low frequency, or ELF waves, can be used to convey mechanical effects and vibrations in great distance through the Earth. Such, mani such manipulation of the Earth, she states, has a capability to cause disturbance of volcanoes and te tectonic plates, which in turn have the effect to, on weather, creating storms and torrential rains over areas. And it's like I was saying, have you, we've noticed how the weather has been very um, strong, right? And it's, it's weird. It's like you get <laughs> last year, for example, I know we're still in the middle of hurricane season, so I don't want to, I don't want to jinx myself by saying this, but it was hurricane after hurricane here. We're in, you know, about the middle of August and we've only had, I think three or four on, on the East coast. Anyway, three or four named storms. And I don't think any of them have hit land. Thank God. But instead we're, we're getting, bombarded with heat and i'm not saying i'd rather have a hurricane over the heat i just rather have a normal weather pattern where it just rains in the afternoon like i literally remember when i was a kid growing up here that it was like clockwork around three o'clock every day it rained and we haven't seen that that pattern and if you live in florida Especially if you live in central Florida, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you used to always hear, oh, you got the, the sea breeze from the east and the sea breeze from the west. And wherever that meets is where you're going to have rain showers. So what, now all of a sudden we don't have sea breeze? Is that is that what I'm... Because you get on the weather apps and stuff and it's every day it's 50% chance of rain. Nothing. <laughs> now, I know that doesn't mean that, you know, it's not a 50-50 chance. It's 50% uh, of the area is going to get rain. But... It's 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 really bad. Like I'm looking at my yard today. I'm like I'm gonna have to break out the the sprinklers because it's looking pretty crusty. But um, so I just think it's very interesting that for years, and then with this president, now that we're about to be heading into an electric electric <laughs> election year. We're starting to see these weather, this weather phenomenon. And then, like I said, it's and it's not even just in this country. It's it's a world event. I saw where China, oddly enough, is having like crazy flooding. Okay. Now, I, I'm not to say that that's America punishing China. Not saying that. It could be China. China. This article I'm reading talks about how Russia and America joined forces in seven in the early 70s. So you don't think in the last 50 years we've brought China into the mix and brought whoever else into the mix? Hey, this is the way we can do this. Not saying that's the case, but I think if you got China and Russia out there running ships around Alaska, just so happen to be in the area of where this is at, I'm not saying they were going to deliver anything or pick up anything. I'm not saying that. I think a lot of the things that are happening in the world theater of quote-unquote war is for the optic optical illusion of people of us to think that we're about to head into world war three which i i'm not saying we're not but it does make me wonder that 
after finding this and knowing that we've been in cahoots with Russia over this whole situation for the past 50 some odd years, now all of a sudden we don't like them again or are we, are we do like them or, or did we, do we stop liking them and they stopped liking us and now they found a new friend in China and now they're, you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure this whole thing out or, or am I 100% wrong and the World War Three that's coming isn't us, isn't country versus country. It's country or the one world country versus the citizens. That's something to think about. Like, we automatically assume when we talk about World War whatever, or we talk about civil wars. Like, if we talk about a civil war in this country, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, we, we describe civil war... We're, we're on the brink of a new civil war. We're in a cold civil war. I've said that. You've heard other people say that. And we, when you say those words civil war to the average person, okay, they automatically, especially people that live in this country, they automatically think north versus south. It's free slaves, da 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 When you talk about civil war in other countries, a lot of those times it's not... It's not north versus south or east versus west because of a specific situation. A lot of the times it's the military versus the people or it's a or it's a coup or it's a color uh, color revolution, right? So what if the coming civil war or worse, the civil war slash World War three, isn't a war of what we think. When we think World War Three, we think of World War One, World War Two. We think of Vietnam. We think of Korea. We think of these things where America is fighting the enemy, whoever that enemy is. If it's Germany or Italy or Japan or North Korea or China or whoever, right? We don't think of it. If if what I just read to you about Project Woodpecker is I'm not saying it's not true, it's documented, so it is true. But if it's still ongoing, okay, if this is something that's still ongoing and, and has grown, and this is just a, a faction of the NWO, okay, who's to say that when I when I say or when other people say World War Three, like I just talked about this a couple of shows ago where I talked about World War Three. We think of Ukraine. We think of uh, World War Three is going to start. Ukraine, Russia is going to have nukes and yada yada yada. And I've said maybe it has nothing to do with Ukraine, but it has everything to do with Africa, the continent of Africa, and Niger, Nigeria, those areas. Just, just saying, we automatically assume when we hear the words World War Three, it's a country versus a country. But if this whole thing, if this is a tool, if this Project Woodpecker is still going on, and if it is a tool of the NWO, then it's not going to be America versus whoever. It's going to be the UN, the NWO, versus the citizens of the world. Not just not, not the United States, not just this country, the world. And then you have to ask yourself, if you're listening to this and you don't live in America... How are you going to protect yourself? And and I think when I talk about the NWO and we talk about the one world government, we talk about how how are they going to bring the fight to you, okay? You look at the countries around the world. How many of these countries around the world, 
And if you're listening to this and you live in one of these countries, I please encourage you to, to answer this question for me. You can find me at Don't Tread America, Don't Tread America dot com, or you can find us on social media, Don't Tread America, and, and answer me this. And, and riddle me this, right? How many countries out there do the citizens not have access to firearms? readily available you might have a firearm with a limited amount of ammunition which i guess is better than nothing but how many countries don't allow their citizens to have guns and then you look at this country america where for the most part in all 50 states you can have a weapon now granted some states it's harder than others to obtain that weapon i get that but in the grand scheme of things, we're a heavily armed nation. Civilians. Okay? I'm not just talking about myself. <laughs> but, uh... So, if that's part of the plan, obviously, they would want to disarm you. Which could bring you back to why, in this country, you see school shootings, you see these things, and as soon as that happens... We've got to take fire. We got to take these guns away. We got to take ARs. We got to take these assault rifles. We got to do that. We got to do that. Well, uh, all you need is a shotgun. Well, because I guess technically, if you're looking to protect your home from an intruder, yeah, shotgun will do fine. Right? I call my shotgun the mouse. Right? Point and click. Right? <laughs> um, but if you need to defend yourself from an army, Shotgun might not really do you a lot of good because it's more for close counters, not shooting from a distance. Um, <clears throat> so they want those weapons taken from its citizens. And, I, and I'm obviously talking about us here in America, but I do encourage you, if you live wherever you live in this country or any other country, try and answer me that question. Oh, I live in... I live in Spain, and we are only allowed to have one house, one gun per house, or we're not allowed to have any guns. I, I don't know the rules. I'm just asking a question, so please hit me up. But it makes sense. If all this is coming together, and we talk about Project Woodpecker just being one sliver, one slice of the pie, right? And if it is a part of that pie of the, of the NWO... And I talk about World War III. Maybe I'm wrong in the sense of Russia, China, Africa, America. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. it's not America or, or the U.S. government, I should say, or Russia or China or anyone like that. It's the, the U.N., because if not for nothing, the U.N. is basically the NWO. They're the, the, the uh, political group of the NWO. Uh <laughs> they start kicking in doors. They're coming after us. They're not coming after America or Russia or China or whoever. They're coming after the citizens of those countries. And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do when the UN and the NWO comes after you? Right? I'm, I know I'm saying this in jest, but I, I'm I'm kind of serious. But I don't know. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it out there. I just found that that Project Woodpecker thing was very interesting for me. That it does lay a little credence to the weather that we're seeing around the world. And, as, and I can't even say like HARP is its state, you know, the, the main base, I guess, is in America. Okay. 
But like I said, these antennas are all around the world. So we see cell towers. Is that part of the plan? Well, we put these cell towers up. Everyone has a cell phone. But in the meantime, we can stick these towers here and there. And no one will think nothing about it because everyone's got a cell phone. Part of the plan, guys. It's all part of the plan. And I hate to say that it sounds like it's coming together. All right, guys. With that being said, it is Thursday, August 10th, 2023. Guys, please. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please share, uh, follow, subscribe, whatever. If there's a rating system, I know on Apple and uh, Spotify there's a rating system. If you would be so kind as to give us a five-star, that'd be awesome. And then, like I said, please share this with your friends. No matter where they live, throughout the world, throughout the country, share this show, guys. Follow us on social media if you are so inclined. If you're on social media, where Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And on the Twitter, X Machine at DTOM underscore 1775. If you're not on social media, that's also fine. Check us out at don'tfrontamerica.com. From there, you can send me some emails. You can send me some questions. And please answer the gun question. I'm just curious about that. And may I have something I can cover over the next week or so. Other than that, guys, you have a great Thursday. And I'm going to try and be back here tomorrow. But like I said, if you're following the show, you'll know that when it pops up. You guys have a great day. And I'll talk to you later. <laughs>